We are the Love Jays, and you're listening to Married Millennials. A conversation about being young, in love, and navigating life one student loan payment at a time. I'm Joy. I'm Justin. Let's get to it. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Married Millennials. Special thank you to those who gave their lives to protect our freedom. We appreciate you, we love you, and we remember you. I still don't understand why Memorial Day is the official kickoff to summer when the official start of summer is June 21st, the summer solstice, longest day of the year. Why? Because school's out, you're on the hills of June. Anytime I see June on the calendar, I automatically think summer. I'm not a nerd like you and know exactly when (laughs) summer starts. It's like, oh, June 1, it's summer. Think about when you were a kid. You were always out of school right around this time. Right. All the co- most colleges are out with graduation. So you're just seeing more people doing things. So June is just the start of summer. That's always been the case. It's June through August. I know of Memorial Day, although it is the last day of May. Or no, the 31st is the last day. Yes. yes. But, it's the, but the last Monday in May. I just, it's still, it's May. It's know, summer. It's May. Stop, stop. And we being have May grade too this year. I'm not a summer pooper. I like summer. I well, actually, the older I'm getting, the more I really appreciate all the seasons. But I love fall. I'm not like a, I'm, I'm a always a summer person. guy. Absolutely. When I love was younger, summer. all about summer. All about it. I spent all day outside rollerblading and on my scooter. But summer's fun, though. Making mud pies. It's, it's fun. There's just more going on as far as activities goes, as far as vacations. There's just It seems like summer's the time where you can really move and groove and have fun. When you're an adult, you can do that all year round. But to me, I still get that, that vibe out of, out of summer. Okay, fine. I guess I'll accept it since everybody else has. Yeah, so yes, <laughs> even though June 21st is the official first day of summer, Memorial Day weekend is the kickoff to summer. What are your guys' plans for the summer? I have no idea what our plans are. My schedule is crazy in the summer, much to Joy's dismay. Yeah, I don't love it. I do not love it. You're just unavailable. And then it feels like when you are available, we have some kind of gathering that we have to go to. So there's this. Because it's summer. Going back, there's so much going on. Summer's fun. There's very little chill time. There's very little chill time. But but lots of fun to be had. So and speaking of summer, we met at the end of summer. Was that the end of summer? That was July. Sure, but that was July. Well, for you, but yeah, not for when me. I, when I first met you, we didn't meet. Okay, when I first saw you, right? There you but that go. just sounds like such a creep. Now, the more times I replay that story in my head, I'm like, yo, I was super thirsty. And I don't even say thirsty. Super committed to making sure I figured out who you were. Right. Well, you did. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm here now. <laughs> Do you know me enough? Do you want, Would you like to know me more? No, I find out new things every time we sit and record this podcast. <laughs> I feel you on that. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Not for the most part, good. Good. I'm glad. It's kind of more like, oh, okay. Well, that's what relationships are about. Continue, continually growing and always surprising each other. I like that. I remember when we first launched Love Jays in 2012, you constantly would look at me and was like, I had no idea that you had this thought or took this position on X topic. And I was like, yes, you've never asked. 
and I'm not one that just willingly offers up information. I enjoy talking. And keep in mind, I am one to ask a lot of questions. A lot. But you do have many a questions. question limit. Can we just take a second to talk about that? interesting that the premise of our blog is ask a question. When you are just like, you do not like questions from I me. I hate questions. Guys, you don't understand. Joy asks, I have to close my eyes and say this. Joy asks so many questions yeah, he really is and not closed. just questions it's like still unnecessary questions they're still closed oh and they're open now just so i, I you know well, hold on. Why in that have, five seconds did you, it pain you to say that no it didn't or like, pain me it brought me a, peace because i just re, just replayed the eight years of unnecessary questions that have that i've encountered they're not unnecessary if they you are to give me thorough information then i wouldn't have to follow up with so many questions why do you need what I is just the, need to know all the you information. You do not need to know all the information. I need to know all the information. I give you the necessities. That is, hey, there's it's this what answer. What you deem as the necessity. My necessity is all the information. I don't like it. Guys, <laughs> if you come encounter, please don't ask me too many questions. Hey, you all know when you get into the point of you're talking to someone, it's like, all right, you get one follow up question. When you get to like two, three, four, five, six, even your second follow up question can It's called a conversation. Permit. It's fine. It's not called a conversation. It because is. when you're having a conversation going back and forth, it's good dialogue. Like you're just asking unnecessary information. Well, why? Well, well what if in this? Well, why? I because love, I need to. Love, love, what if questions. Love them. No, not with joy like, because joy's brain a is a com- goes on complete tangents. What we so what if there's a zombie apocalypse and that's going to turn that's one into of my why is the sky blue and why does our heartbeat beat so many times a minute and why do we blink? Why are my eyelashes long? Why do we have hair? <laughs> why is there grasshoppers? But I think have you researched how <laughs> this country was founded? Like literally, that's how Joy's brain works. And just like, stop, stop, please stop. It's stimulating. I don't know. Like, what else do you think about if not, if you're not pondering things, then what are you doing? So perfect example of how Joy's brain works. We were at the beach and she decided to take a nap and she pops up. And the first thing she says, literally, she was not up for more than 10 seconds. This, I woke she, up thinking about she it. She looks at me and says, so what's your biggest fear about having a child right now? <laughs> like yo, you were dead I, asleep. I actually, I was riding in silence, just chilling, enjoying the sun. It was, it was very nice out. And she literally doesn't say like, oh, like we're here. Like what are we gonna do? The first thing out of her mouth was, so what's your biggest fear about having a child right now? And who wakes up out of their sleep and says that? I do. That's a, you know what? Like you weren't even asleep. If like if your brain, like you don't, like, I can't imagine that you get a good night's rest. I don't. I don't know how else to explain to you that my brain does not stop. I'm not joking. It's not an exaggeration. It's always going. It doesn't stop ever. So like when you shut down my questions, then I have to like imagine what maybe your answer would be, which is why I am shocked by your actual answers because I've made some up in my head. Guys, do you wake up like this? I, I woke up like this. Stop. <laughs> I woke up like this. No, you did not. Asking questions. <laughs> I mean, literally. I mean, literally, this was the first thing out of my mouth. Like, when I wake up, I'm just like, yo, my breath stinks. I need some water. Man, that was a good nap. Where are we? Okay, what are we going to do today? 
Hey, you're coming up with you're philosophical questions. Listen. Yes, when you wake up in the morning, like, everybody's oh, breastfeeding. Oh, yes, yes. I thought He's, you meant from a nap. I, even though no, nap even breath nap, you, is a thing, too. You have that and like i've been sleeping yeah you're just like oh man like my mouth i just need a little, that's what i'm saying a little, you get a little bit of water you're opening your eyes you're just trying to process and the information because you were you were asleep and all and that you came out with philosophy to too but it i you know all that crosses my mind in a matter of maybe two seconds and then i'm on to the next but it's like <laughs> and sometimes i have thoughts like these too but I feel like you always. I wake up thinking most of the time, I, and I and I go to bed thinking too. I have some of my best ideas. Yeah, but I feel like time. you just whatever that like comes to your mind is like boom, I'm coming out of it. Even if you had that thought, sometimes I may have a thought. It's like okay, this is just not right, not the right time. Let me bring this up. Like boom, this thought came through. But you you're immediately my life partner, so why would you have a problem answering a question from me? Like if I don't ask you, then keep why do in I have mind, to wait I, to ask you. Keep back? in mind, I didn't even answer the question. I was no, just so did. confused that you, were you like, woke up. Why? Yeah, I was like, why did you say that? You didn't answer that. Would you like to answer it? What is my biggest fear for having a child right now? I just feel that we're not ready at right. all. Yeah. And actually, I don't. I don't want to say that because I do think if we were blessed with the child right now, if Joy found out she was pregnant, I would be very excited, and we would go through the proper steps in becoming a parent. But saying all that, I just. I feel like we're we're not quite there. And I know there's no perfect time for anything. There's no perfect time to have a child. There's no perfect time to get married. There's no perfect time to start your own business. There's no per, there's no perfect time for anything. But it makes it a child is like no, signing up for a lifetime commitment. Joe and I just it, made a lifetime right. commitment a year ago. Yeah. And I'm not sure I'm almost there. I'm there again saying, Yep. Let's make another lifetime commitment. And you have to do so much for these children. Like I look at parents and I just like, man, you guys do so much. Like shout out to all the parents out there. Hey, you guys really, really do a lot. Yeah. Shout out to you guys and your kids for being alive and healthy. <laughs> <laughs> like that's my biggest fear. I think it's like you have to keep your kid alive. That's hard. Like that's no yeah, you are path. responsible for that. I mean, for so that's long, a, for so parents, many like, years, wow, thanks, you're responsible for everything that they do and right now i'm just i'm ready to be a little bit selfish yeah i, I, I still want to be selfish that. i, I want to just do different things like you guys you heard i mentioned last week i was going up to oregon and i ended up going to to the employee store oh my gosh. and did uh i was very very reckless. reckless if you guys ever go to beaverton oregon just do yourself a favor and go to the nike employee store you do have to know someone who works at the nike store to get on the list or not necessarily the nike store but a nike employee to get you on the list, but it's literally heaven on earth. Everything is 50% off. The shoe selection for men was like, eh, whatever. But I benefited off your recklessness. Yes, you you did. I had, I had I had to hook my wife way. up. I had to, had, yeah. to hook, had to hook her up. You know, the little Nike fly knits. Yeah. Had, you know. Five new had, pairs of kicks, you guys. Yeah, I did. Had, I had to lace her. Looking fly But again, streets, 50%, 50% off. Man. 50% off. But I was just super reckless. The, my, the amount I spent followed up by another trip to a different Nike store. Like, I did way too much. And I'm going to regret it when my credit card cycle hits next month. Definitely right. going to regret that decision. Like something you can't do. But because we kids. don't have kids, right. I can I can make an excuse for it. Like, all right, you know, no big deal. But if we had kids and I spent all that money and you know there's little things that need to get done, like I feel like Joy probably would have kicked me in my neck 17 times over. Yeah. I mean, the plan is closer to 30, I think, for me. And for you too, right? 
Yeah. And we're on the hills of 30. We say that like, oh, wait till 30. Like it's so far away. And I feel like no, we're going to look up just, and be like, hey, I'm 29. Uh, yeah. Shit. 30s. I'm around the corner. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, we're going to. Was that you a little know, fear coming out of your mouth? No, because if you just say all these things, I think it's a very generational thing. You say, oh, I'm going to do this by 30. I'm going to do that by 30. I'm going to have a million dollars by 30. I'm going to be a parent by 30. And I'm going to own this by 30. 30 is such a benchmarker, but I, I do genuinely feel more comfortable saying I feel better having kids closer to 30. Agree. But if something were to happen, if something were to happen now, sheer panic, we probably could do a whole episode dedicated to the topic of children. Uh, but I, I will say, I think I'm more 30. ready than joy right now. Yeah, no, you're hundred percent more ready. like you scare me with your readiness. But again, I think that comes from not having, you're not the vessel. I'm the vessel, so it's a different that's commitment. Fair. That, that's very, very fair, and I cannot dispute that at all. Staying on the topic of 30, a good friend of ours, Randy Z, actually hosts a podcast called Talk 30 to Me. You guys should definitely check it out. Available on iTunes and Stitcher. And they really talk about all these different things, how 30 is this benchmarker, and we have this... We have this illusion or idea of right. what 30 is going to look like. And, and it looks different for everybody. For every single person. Like Z, he's single, ready to mingle, traveling, enjoying life. His co-host is married with a child. Yeah, like, there's just different. Everybody experiences 30 different. And so they just dive into these different conversations that people in their 30s face. And it's a very interesting concept. And you guys should definitely check it out because I enjoy it. Even though we're not 30 yet getting some previews on those who are in their 30s just gives a nice little insight. It sounds similar, really. I mean, because some things I'm like, oh, well, this is something a 30-year-old should be doing, but I'm like, oh, I'm already there. Or, you know, that seems even further away from me. So, I don't know. It's interesting. Life is funny that way. Z posted on his Facebook asking everyone if they were married, how did they know that the person they married was the one? Hashtag talk 30 to me. And I was like, hey, we're not 30. We can dive in on that. And I was talking to Joy. I was like, you know, this would be a really good podcast topic. And people ask all the time. All the time. How did you know that she or he was the one? And I think there was a multiple steps for me. I do think you you kind of know very soon mm-hmm. in the process. But I had some denial that I had to get through. And, and we can expand on that here in a little bit. But Joy's was a little different. Denial, a zero denial. And I mean, once I had the thought and the feeling, I was like, oh, okay. And I kept it pushing. Justin was a little bit more of a rocky road. But you said when you saw me in July, what did you say? I said, I don't know exactly what I said. I said, I got to have her or she's got to be mine. I said something along those lines when I first saw her. I didn't say like, oh, that's going to be my wife. But I said... Like, I got to get to know her. She's going to be my girl. Something along those lines. I, I definitely was like, oh, yeah, you that's right. You claimed me. Definitely claimed you before knowing. Before and for those of you guys who do not know how we met, I was working a summer camp prior to our freshman year of college. And at this time, our university invited all the freshmen to come register for their classes on campus. Mm-hmm. So on I was July seventeenth. Yep, July seventeenth, two thousand seven. So I was on campus eating lunch with my coworkers who were working the camp, and Joy and another young lady walked into the cafeteria. My roommate, yeah. She was her, her roommate, her freshman year roommate at the time. Mm-hmm. And I looked up and I was like, "Yo, who is that? Like, here's this beautiful chocolate woman walking." Chocolate. <laughs> 
Here's this light-skinned woman walking. <laughs> Don't you take away my chocolate. But here's this beautiful, this beautiful chocolate, chocolate woman walking through. She clearly looked lost. And I was like, yo, like I got to get to know her. That have to. It was just an immediate trigger in my mind. But I was only 18 at the time. Hadn't talked to anyone at the college before. I was like, ah, I'm just a wide-eyed freshman. So I didn't say anything. My, my coworker was like, yo, yo, Jay, go talk to her, go talk to her, go talk to her. And I was like, no, I can't do it. So he ended up going up and saying, hey, are you guys looking for, for a specific place? You, you look lost. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're actually looking for this building. And he directed them towards the building that they were looking for. We ended up dismissing for lunch, going back, and I was like, yo, Gail, we need to go find those two girls because I need to get to know who, her, I need to get to know who this woman is. So we knew where they were at. We go upstairs, Beckman 404. That was the, the room that we went to. And we just posted against the wall like some super creepers. Literally, there was three brothers posted against the wall while everybody, all these new freshmen, were eating lunch. And Joy's mom actually yes. saw us. And she said to me, she said, oh, Joy, those three men are looking at you. And I was like, oh, like, nah, I don't care. Paid I, us no mind. But I was care. just sitting there. And again, I didn't know anything about the school. So I'm just chilling, letting my guy Gail do all the talking. Joy's mom, my mother-in-law, ends up coming over and starts speaking with, with, with Miguel. He had been there for what over, he'd already been at Chapman for several years, knew the lay of the land. So they were just going back and forth. She was asking questions about the school. He was answering and I was just kind of standing there like, do do do. where's your daughter at? Where's your daughter at? And she, and, and Joy's mom had made some comment and I was like, oh yeah, so who's your daughter? She completely bypasses the statement and still to this still day holds us against claims her. that she did not hear me. I said, this is complete a complete I lie. Because I think she would have told you. No, my name. she did not. You know my mom now. You don't think she would have told you? No, she was. She, <laughs> she was. She was withholding that information. Yeah, trying to protect me. <laughs> so a few minutes later, Joy and her roommate ended up coming right next to us, and everyone in the room had a name tag except for Joy. And I'm looking all up and down, like, okay, where's this name tag? I'm looking at her shirt. I'm looking at her bag. I'm like, yo, this woman does not have a name tag anywhere. And keep in mind, I asked her mom, like, yo, so who's your daughter? And she gave me no answer. And she kept saying, oh, my daughter, oh, my daughter, oh, my daughter. Never <laughs> gave the first name. Gave us no nothing. Information. They ended up leaving. We never got the name. And I was just like, yo, so who is but this look, woman? There's an air of mystery, right? There was an air of mystery. That's and what got you hooks probably. And this is when Facebook was just really starting and I was too hyped. And I was like, perfect. I'm going on Facebook and went on a super, super, super stalk of Facebook trying to he find her. For I went guy. through all the groups at the time. They had like an incoming class of 2011 really? group. Oh yeah, I looked everywhere. I think I actually joined that group later. See, and couldn't find it. I'm looking, I'm looking. I was like, man. And I did get the name of your roommate because it was on her on her her tag. Right. So I sent her a friend request, but she didn't end up setting it accepting the friend request until school started. So that was no luck. And I didn't make that profile until probably a week before school started. So this here was I was just sitting there for a month. Like, who was this mystery woman? Fast forward to August 22nd, Playfair, 2007, where you come in and you have an opportunity to meet all the people in your freshman class. You come in in a pair of two people and you guys shake hands with the people in line and one goes to one side, one goes to the other. And you guys just form this tunnel of people. So you essentially get to meet everyone. So I went with a few friends. I go through the tunnel. I'm like, oh, hey, 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 you know, surveying the land, saying, okay, who's who, what's up, what's up, yeah, target one, target two, target three, got you, got you, got you, bam. 
Look, uh, hey, I'm just keeping it real. Could you not explain all the other targets in our love story? Like <laughs> target, dang. target, target one, target two. <laughs> cool, got you, got you. So then I'm sitting there, the missile. and all of a and sudden, <laughs> here comes this mystery woman walking through the line. And I we said, were running. oh, yes, here it comes. I've been looking for you since you left on that July date, and this was my time to, to, to shine. And unfortunately, I didn't give my, my best performance at this time. I was a little nervous, didn't know what to say. I'm, I'm pretty good thinking on my toes, but this one I, I, I didn't deliver too well. And all I could could think to say in that moment as she was walking by was, ooh, hello. I literally said you it just like that. You guys were so thirsty. And, so, and I said to and my I had, friend. And I had the face, too. Like, just imagine just a 6'3", 18-year-old, wide-eyed Justin who was just coming off going to an all-boys school. So you guys can understand, like, where my hormones were at. I was ready. <laughs> ready. And I wasn't feeling it. I was ready. There's... So I just looked, mm, you know, just had the whole, just the whole, I was the embodiment of light skin that day. Just complete embodiment of, you can say, mm, this brother, really? He really did that? Yep, that's exactly where my swag was at. And I just looked, mm, got my shoulders ready and said, ooh, hello. Can I say what I was going to say now? Yeah, you can say it. She's Louise. <laughs> and I said to my friend, I said, did you hear that guy? He doesn't have a chance. That's exactly what I said verbatim. And you see, guess what, guys? Eight years later, she was wrong. But I definitely had a chance. I found you right after the event. I think we talked for a little bit. I don't bit. think it was that day. It was because I remember seeing like crap. See, this is so the first time I ever saw Justin, I didn't see Justin the day he saw me in July. I mean, I I saw that there were three guys. She saw there, there was three of us, but didn't know I was there. I don't remember Justin to this day. And I have a great memory. Don't remember just Justin. Just look past me. Ain't that something? I was leaning against the wall. So you just. Wasn't paying you any mind. Uh, and so anyway, before Playfair, I did see Justin talking to Miguel, who he mentioned. And I was like, ooh, he looks like trouble. Because he had on a long white pro club, basketball, basketball shorts, basketball sandals with the socks on just true hooper i i had my my three but he had my three xl tall t pro club with just, my oversized basketball he shorts looked socks like and sandals. that guy and then he had on a pair of girl sunglasses and i was like oh no i know that type because in my mind again i think quickly i was like oh no this means he was out flirting i don't want yeah i if you, no one knows this about me, I guess, on the in the podcast sphere. But I I hate being hit on. I just do. I don't, I don't know. I don't I don't enjoy it. So and I knew that he was the type. And I'm like, you know what? Let me back on up. So I let him pass by. So when we get to Playfair and he goes, "Ooh, hello," I'm like, "Yeah, no, like not gonna. It's not gonna cut it." So then I think that was the next day I saw him standing on the corner between our dorms. And I had, by the time I saw him, I I had no escape. Could route. not avoid me. No, like he was right. I, I had to pass by him to get to my dorm. So I come up to him and we actually had a pleasant conversation. And that's when we exchanged our names and he asked for my number. And my, my mom, game was tight back then. Y'all. It was my tight. game is still tight. Was, Don't get it twisted. Have you been practicing? Yeah, whoa, 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 exactly. whoa, whoa, whoa. It never goes How anywhere. How do you know that your game is tight? Look, my game is tight. I All talk right. to my single friends. I'm like, yo, let me tell you how to get this done. That's fair. I'll, I'll and then I get that. and I get things done for my guys. Yeah, vicariously. So, yeah, I do live vicariously through my single friends. It's it's enjoyable. Like, yo, what happened this weekend? Give me the play by play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Cool. Did you do that? Nah. Next time, let me tell you how to get this. Whoop 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 whoop. 
that's just what we do. I know that's pretty pathetic, but hey, I'm still a guy. <laughs> Respect. Yeah, I, I'm not tripping. We exchanged numbers and exchanged names, and it wasn't a ridiculous encounter. And then a few days later, I saw him in our dorm hallway. He was visiting someone else in the in the dorm, which coincidentally was right across the hall. Literally, yeah, it was the, like across the hall and a few doors down. And I was like, oh, I think crap. it was only one door down. I was like, I don't really want to talk to this guy again. And he was like, Oh, hey. And I was like, so anyway, I go in my dorm and he just stood in the doorway and talked to me. And for me, I felt like that was respectful because he seemed like the kind of person who would violate your space. You know, like Justin's just Justin's what? big and loud and evasive at first. So I thought, you know what? He's going to try to crash my space. But he didn't. He didn't. He stood at the door, had a nice conversation and then left. And I was like, oh, I think that was the first time. I decided you might be decent. See, I was raised well. Shout out to mom and dad. Yeah, you they, were. They, they, they knew what they were doing, we and I knew them. what I was doing. I was like, okay, this woman is definitely of interest. But you I acted can't a be fool ridiculous. At first. I did act a fool. I didn't know what to say. It was in the moment. I told you it wasn't my best performance, but I had to say something. Right. So I was memorable. And, de- and of course, I was mem- memorable because you left and said, this guy doesn't have a chance, right. which was indeed a lie. L-I-E. It was a lie. lie. But getting to the question, the how did you know they were the one? For me, it was a couple months into dating you, and there was no reason in particular. I was sitting on the roof with my friends, and I said, you know, it might sound crazy, but I think I'm going to marry Justin. And they were going, oh. <laughs> yeah. But I just, I just knew. I don't know. She it's was 18 just, at the time. Yeah, and it it wasn't anything where I I didn't fight it, but I did know because I remember several times after that moment looking at you and going, okay, I think I'm gonna marry him, but it's not going to be as he is now. How did you? How, I just can't even imagine. Can I you? just knew. I don't know how else to explain it other than I knew. It was just a deep knowing. It wasn't. It was even past a feeling. I really just knew mine mine was definitely not that easy as i said earlier i came from an all-boy school i was ready to come to college and act and ask let's just be completely honest i was ready and willing to be that guy i came into college like yep i'm gonna be that guy but you're not that guy anyway i'm not that guy at heart but i wanted to be that guy it's literally four years with all guys yeah. I was like, now I get to have a class ready to with loose. women. You're in a dorm with other women who live in your hall. Like, I was completely and utterly ready to be that You had like the college guy. fantasy. I, I Complete. I had the complete college fantasy of, oh, this is what it's going to be like. The parties, the women. I was an athlete. Like, I just had this whole story ready to rock. And, of course, it didn't play out that way. And it worked out for the, for the best. But when Joy and I started dating, we had a, a crazy connection. But Joy would drive me batshit crazy. She still does. Nothing's changed. No. But Joy used to be really, I mean, really annoying. But maybe you just had less patience. Oh, I had less patience, and you were you way act more. As annoying. if you aren't. Every, I'm st- so no, patient ho- with you. Hold on. Everyone can attest. When you were younger, literally all of our friends right you now didn't even get will me when still it was say bad. Like in high school, I was hyper. Now everyone says like, "Joy, you were just a lot. Your energy levels were very high." 
So when we were dating, I was just like, yo, she's too much. I would tell people like, yo, she just drives me nuts. Too much love. She drives me nuts, but I couldn't shake her. I was like, I really like her, but she's driving me nuts. And they're like, Jay, you know, you love her, da, da, da. I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. And I was still, keep in mind, battling this whole college experience that I thought I was supposed to have, and I wasn't having it. So I was just like, no, I don't know, I don't know. This is, no, I don't know, I don't know. No, no, maybe, no. Just kind of going back and forth. And Joy has talked on it before. It was like every six months I would have this conversation like, yo, I don't really know if what we're doing. I don't know if I want to be in a relationship. And we ended up staying together. And this happened all throughout college. And then we broke up in the summer of 2000. Actually, it was just after your birthday. So bad. <laughs> in 2011. you waited till after my birthday. I, d- I did let the I mean, bir- I prompted you, you. So I waited till after my birthday. <laughs> Fair enough. That's the truth. So we broke up. And I just remember in that, in our, our two-month breakup, I was ready. I was like, yes, like I'm free. Let's go have some fun. And probably two weeks into the breakup, I was just like, uh, this is whack. But I was like, no, I wanted to be single. This is what I want. And then I just started really, really, really missing joy. And I'm like, okay, this is a little strange. I've never really, never really felt like this. I've, you know, you have feelings for for your exes, for your girlfriends, but this was just a little different. I was like, I'm really, really kind of missing her. So I'm hitting friends on the low, like, yo, what's Joy up to? What's Joy doing? You know, just trying to get some information. Creep. And I had deleted all my social media because I was like, oh, no, you don't get to keep tabs on me. Like, I'm going to go live my life and you're not going to be a part of it. And keep in mind, she says all that. Keep in mind that first few weeks after the breakup, Joy was on the struggle. So I, I need to just give some of that before you come out here. Be like, oh, I was oh, just no, like, Oh, no, I was sad. I was broken on the inside. I would, I would burst out in, in tears I would spontaneously cry just like spontaneous combustion like just <laughs> tears there is the worst time I was walking up a stairwell completely fine and then all of a sudden I clutched the rail and I would just went <laughs> and they nice. were ugly cries too like <laughs> like gross ugly crying for two weeks a mess except for that first day that first day i was fine because and Cause we, we talked on the we, phone yeah, like we hey, knew it was coming we made the best decision you know i wish you the best you wish me the best and it was fine that second day <laughs> bad <laughs> someone like you was on a loop for that pretty much the entirety of, of our breakup well maybe the first month and a half then i started to get better and then justin came back yeah, I, I came back. I was like, something something just feels a little bit different. <laughs> You're like, oh, wait, she can actually live without me. Let me creep back <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, it basically was. Because Joy's I, about to live her best I, life without I, me. So rude. <laughs> I felt her slip away. And people ask, like, how did you, you know, when did you guys decide to get back together? And it was, you just felt it. I, I felt a shift in my spirit that she was starting to pull away. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that feeling. So we ended up getting back together. And when we got back together, was that November 2011? Yeah. At that point is when I first accepted, like, you know what? This really could be the one. And I had these internal conversations throughout college, but I always ran from it because I'm 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. At that time, I just wasn't trying to commit to that thought. It's very scary at that young of age to be like, yes, I've met my future wife. 
that's just when you think about it, it goes back to to the when we talk about thirty. It's like, all right, you know, thirty years old, you know, find somebody in your late twenties, you get married closer to thirty. And my pops always said, like, Justin, wait till you're thirty, wait till you're thirty, just live out your twenties, have fun, have fun. So you had all these stories in your head. And I'm sitting here like, yo, but am I not living this life? Is this not what it's going to be? Like, is she really the one? And I was running from it. And I think, honestly, that was probably the the root cause of our every six-month conversation was just like... What do you mean, honestly, you think? That was for sure it. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> so yes, that was it. That, that was really the reason why every six months I was like, yo, I'm out. Because I just felt a little too real. And I wasn't it ready to accept real. that. Yeah, I, I, I didn't want to accept it. Not that young. I, I still have, I was like, I still have life to live. I still have single to, to, to experience. Mm-hmm. And when we got back together, so in 2011, I was like, you know what? This really might be the one. And once I became unemployed, that for me was the solidifying factor. And I remember one moment vividly was we just we were down and out we were broke joy was barely making any money at her job i didn't have any money coming in and we just couldn't eat i literally couldn't afford to eat and she would come home from a long day and like oh what do you want to eat and i was like no you know babe i'm fine i'd lost like 20 pounds and i look back at pictures and i was like damn i really was super skinny i just wasn't eating and i couldn't afford to eat but you know i didn't want to tell that to anyone and she was like, oh, you know, what do you want to eat? I was like, no, no, I'm fine. And she looked me in my face and said, well, I can't, if I can't afford to pay for both of us to eat, then I'm not going to eat. And to me, that was the transformational moment in our relationship. I was like, here is a woman who is allowing me to stay at her place, go to work every day. And because she can't afford to buy food for the both of us, She's just going to starve with me, even though she could eat. And at that point, I was just like, this is like, this is my wife. It, and, and it was something that I said I, I had known for a while. But that was in, in my point was this. That was it. It was it, you got it's it's hard to explain. But when you have someone that says really to just ride or die and just be super down. And you we talk about like ride or die women and and all of that jazz or ride or die men. But it's different. It, it's it, when you, it, it's hard to, I can't even explain it. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm tongue tied trying to explain it because the, the sincerity in which I felt her sacrifice and saying, you know what, like we are going to get through this. We are going to ride it out and it's going to be okay. I was like the least I could do. And I still feel like this, the least I could have done to, to show her my appreciation was to make you my wife. I genuinely, I feel like that's the least that I can do is that someone's willing to go all the way to the end unnecessarily just to meet me where I am, just so I didn't have to be there by myself. Like that is when you know you have met the right one. <laughs> and it was shortly after I told everyone, I was like, yep, I'm going to marry you. <laughs> I'm going to marry Joy. Like that, that was it. And you know, you, it, all I had to do was go hungry, everybody. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's all. That's all. <laughs> Is that you, oh, you? How do you? How did you get a man? You know, just starve yeah, yeah. in a, in a workout. Yeah, don't eat. But it it's, it just goes to show that I mean, there's and Joy talked about it, and I said it too. Is we knew early on, we had these these feelings. Joy didn't run from them. She clearly accepted it by telling her friends a few months in that 
I was going to be her husband. And then I told everyone else pretty much. I Except told my mom, for me. my cousins. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, you and your your parents. I didn't tell your parents. Yeah, because then, they, yeah, no, cause then they're like, <laughs> guess what Joy told us? Whoa, 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 what? Run, 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 yeah. run, run, Forrest, run. <laughs> but it, it was so, so when people ask, like, how do you know you found the one? I think you know pretty early on. It's a it's a spiritual shift. You just know. It's but it's really annoying to say because it's not an explanation really, and you don't get it until you get it, and it's frustrating. I think it's like a maternal instinct. How mothers just know, they literally know everything. They 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 can feel it. That is what it was like when I first saw Joy. I had a reaction that I never had to anyone else by her just walking in. I've never reacted to anyone the way, until this day, have never reacted to another person on site when I first saw Joy and was so committed to getting to know who she was. So there's just these little patterns of behavior that are different. You mm-hmm. just go about and you do the things a little different. bit differently. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a strong passion that is just, that's there. Mm-hmm. You just know your spirit shifts. And it's such a cliche answer. And guys are like, really? You guys are going to drop the most cliche <laughs> shit ever? Talking about how do you know? But, but it's, it's, the truth. it's real. Yeah. I, there's no other way to explain it. Like, yes, the the moment of, of me being unemployed was the, the light bulb, the aha moment. But I had so many validations right. back years yeah. before that. I was just avoiding it. Mm-hmm. Sorry to burst your bubble, guys, if you were looking for something a little more calculated or elaborate, but that's our honest answer. We both knew in one way or another. So right now, if you're dating someone and you have these little validations and you're running from it or you don't know, know that's your spirit telling you like, hey, this is this might be the one. And, and And it may not, too. I'm not saying that it is, but I from all the married for the deep that deep feel not like oh this is so difficult to explain because it is a knowing it's not like I, and I, I think I'm kind of maybe sort of it is like oh like you just the gravity of it I it's strong it's not it's not really an uncertain thing no, you just, you know. You won't be wrong when you know. You won't. You, and every married couple that we've talked to has shared a very similar mm-hmm. story. It was like, I just knew. Like there was something and then boom. And, and it happens very early on. Even you can be dating for years and before you decide to, to leap. But most people that we have talked to is just like, yeah, I knew. Like my my mom even said something. I asked her. I was like, "Mom, when did you know that Joy was the one?" She was just like, "I've always liked Joy." She's like, "It was just different." I always knew. I think she had a a maternal hint as soon as she came around. It was just one of those like, "Hmm, I know. this could be something." And your mom has said the same thing. My mom used to say we scared her because we were just so connected right away. And that's I think that's actually how I want to explain it is that when you meet that person, they're gonna wake up. A part of you, this a part of you that was not there before. That is, I think, the knowing. You something gets woken up inside of you. That's a that's a that's a good way to put it. Because I, for me, it was like I'm feeling something different. Like I just, right. what is this? But it belongs there. It belongs there, and it's strong. 
and you didn't know it was there before. You're like, oh, there is this part of me. And you woke that up and you're my, that's the key. And maybe that's where all these analogies come from. The key to the lock or, you know, soulmate. Cause it does, it feels like something rises up. You're like, oh, okay. You're here. It feels like that. And you're this person here. unlocked an, another, another part of yourself that you were not aware of. Right. A, a, a beautiful part of you. So for all the married couples out there, how did you know that your significant other was the one? Did it happen early? Did it happen a little bit later? Did you have an aha moment or did you guys both get there at the same time and said, yep, this is going to be the person I'm going to marry? Very interested to hear your opinion. Send us an email. Send us a tweet. Comment on this on this podcast. We really, really want to get to know how other people have reached this same milestone. Special shout out to Z at Talk30 to me for posting that question. Again, remember to check out their podcast. Really interesting stuff going on over there. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Merry Millennials. Be sure to subscribe and review this podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback. And be sure to connect with us on social media. You can head to our website, lovejays.com, and you will see all of our social media icons right there at the top of the page. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.